Hey everyone, I'm Matthew. And I'm Ileana. Welcome to the Armory. This is a place where believers can be encouraged to live for Jesus and make disciples. We want to provide an arsenal of resources that help Christians to be bold in their faith. Our hope is that through this podcast, people will learn to love God's Word and abide in Christ. Thanks for joining. Right, well, welcome back to this week's episode of The Armory. Woo-hoo. We are excited to kind of be back into our normal series about the armor of God. We took a little break last week. Um, Ileana wasn't feeling too good, so we decided to try to record mm-hmm. a shorter episode, which ended up being, being still like route. 30 minutes. So, <laughs> But we're back in our new series, or our first series, The Armor of God, talking about the breastplate of righteousness. Woohoo! So We're super excited about it. Yeah, so before we kind of dive into that, Let's talk briefly, Matt, about our challenge from last week. Um, hopefully all of you guys have like enjoyed Easter this past weekend and mm. been able to spend time in your church, with your community, with your family. Um, Matt and I had a lot of fun with that, but Matt and I will kind of share a few things um, about our challenge. So a list of things that we were grateful for this week. I think, think yeah. we said like three to five things. Um, I'm just, I'll just share three with you guys that I wrote about. And hopefully if you didn't do this, then maybe this can spark right now. You, you having some time to think about things that you're grateful for. Um, so for me, I think this week I really was just focused on like, I'm always thankful for Matt, like for you as my husband. But I think this week, it, <laughs> this allowed me to like see certain specific, change my, change my list, change your list. Ron. Yeah. <laughs> this allowed me <laughs> thankful for Ileana. Okay. We're good. I think this week I was like able to see certain areas that I was thankful for you in and like the ways you help out around the house or like when I'm stressed out and you do certain things for me, I like acts of service. And so like you have been doing a lot of those things. And so like usually I I probably don't pay attention to that as much. Um, So you, and then I put our community. If you guys don't know, I think we've talked about it before, but Matt and I are leaving Texas soon in a few weeks. And so recently just like being really thankful for our small group at church and just other friends we've made in Dallas and like mm-hmm. it's gonna be really hard yeah maybe we can them. maybe we'll do like a five minute life update episode at some point just kind yeah. of talk about what, what, why we're even here in Dallas and what we're going to do and stuff yeah. like that so that'd be good that's a good idea and then um so community and then finally just like our finances and crushing like our debt that's only because of the Lord and like mm-hmm. just like getting a tax yeah. return that we didn't well maybe I'm assuming we deserved it but mm-hmm. like that's from the Lord, Straight like from in, the Lord. in his grace and Fudge that we're numbers. able to, <laughs> we're able to just pay off our debt like as fast as we wanted to or faster than we thought we wanted to. Yeah. So. We have this uh, little whiteboard on our wall and it's a, a cute little pig that Ileana drew and it's called Mr. Piggy. It's called Mr. Piggy. And essentially we're just trying to fill it up. And once we get to the top or we'll be debt free. So we've actually, now that I think about it, I mean, we'll have paid off a significant amount of money and we haven't even been married for a whole year. Yeah, we're, crazy. we're doing it. And that's because of the Lord, not because... Yeah, he just keeps providing. So we just hope to be yeah. faithful with what he gives us. So, But that's really fun. That's what I put on my list. What about you, babe? Yeah, so I put three things. Um, one of The first thing actually just came out of something I was doing um, earlier, a couple of days ago. Um, I went this early in the morning to go to the gym. I went to work out and I ended up running like a lot. And I yeah, am not a crazy. runner. <laughs> I, I like to do like more strength-based workouts. But I got up in the morning... It's about 4.30. I went to the gym. I ended up running like five miles, which for me is like crazy. I, I, don't, I think I would for never, a lot of people, that's like crazy. Maybe so. For some people who are like, oh, I run all the time. Like yeah, That's like, oh, yeah. you warmed up. Like, no, <laughs> I, I ran, and it was weird. I just felt like I wasn't that hard for me. It was really strange. So I came back and I was doing my Bible study and I decided to make a couple of things I was grateful for. I just thought, man, I'm just like so grateful to have like the ability to even run or walk. Mm-hmm. 
and just have like a body that can do these things. And I can mm-hmm. do this to glorify the Lord. So I put that down as my first thing because That's it was so, it's just a weird realization I had. Like I even have the ability to do this. Oh, okay. um, the second thing I put down is kind of been something I wrote just because I was been reflecting on Easter a lot lately. And uh, I put God's saving grace. Um, and I think when I wrote that down, it made me really consider throughout the day how meaningless and pointless my life would be if God hadn't saved me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be working, I'd be grinding, I'd be at some job doing something, um, and it wouldn't be for anything other than Yourself. my own glory. Yeah. And I realized how that's probably how most people live, and that made me really sad. So Aww. I wrote down that God's saving grace. And the third thing I wrote down, very different, is I wrote books. Oh. And it's kind of a strange thing to write down. I think it was because I was doing our my Bible study in our office, and I was just looking at the books on the on the wall when I was thinking of things. And I was like, man, I just, I've been reading a lot lately and I enjoy books. And That's I'm great, funny. I'm grateful for books. I just posted on our, the Armory podcast before we started recording this, I posted a picture of like our studio setup uh-huh. and you can see like our whole bookshelf with all yeah. of our books. And I was like, to some people that probably looks like so many like books, but I feel like for us, like we've just accumulated books. Oh yeah. We've, we've been collecting and books for a while. We have so many. They're literally overflowing, not even onto our bookshelf because we're about to move and we don't have anywhere to put them. Yeah, we'll have to, maybe we'll post that and expose our, expose our organizational habits. But I think this was a cool challenge for me because it's not that I never was grateful for these things but like you said when you set your mind like at the beginning of the day it allows you to view things in a different way throughout your day yeah and I uh I've honestly started doing it right after we made the challenge and I've been doing it every morning just like three different things and they're usually pretty different sometimes they're really random sometimes it's like oh I'm thankful for the breakfast I had this morning but I think it really helps me frame the day because I often go into the day more ungrateful than not uh it's too early I'm too tired. I'm too hungry. Yeah. I didn't drink enough water. Whatever. And instead, I'm like, oh, look at what I have. Look at what God's given me. So I think it's helped me a lot. So that's a good challenge. Good. At least it's been good for me. So I'm thinking I'm okay. going to try to continue to do that going forward. Sweet. Um, just to recap real quick, last week, um, we kind of took a break from our series. Um, we talked about our time at the Becoming Something Live conference, which was awesome. Live recording of a podcast, lots of games. We talked a lot about it. I encourage you guys, if you haven't, to go listen to that episode. We just kind of recapped some of the things that we thought were really interesting. Yeah, I was going to say really quick, we didn't mention, we said a lot that it was for 20 and 30 somethings. Mm-hmm. If you are older than that and you like didn't listen to the episode because we said that or like you didn't take a lot away from it, I would just encourage you, like everybody in your life, like everybody in their life knows somebody in that age range. So whether you're like ministering to them, working with them, if you have kids like Mm -hmm. that are teen, like I was thinking about like, we have a big audience, like a wide range of people and ages. And so like, if you have like young adults in your family or soon to be young adults, like go listen to that podcast. Even like, I was just thinking they have to, they put an age range on it because they're doing young adult ministry. Yeah. But like that podcast is valuable. Those resources are valuable to like high school kids too. Like, Oh yeah. That is is definitely like a very wide range of people that would really benefit from that. So definitely if you guys get a chance, go check out the becoming something podcast with Jonathan Bacluda, check out their website, becoming something.com. They have so many good resources. Um, and we just want to bring that up again because we want to provide resources for you guys. and, And that one's really, really blessed us. Yeah. Cool. So today we're talking about uh, the next piece of armor, which we uh, were going to get to originally a couple weeks ago, um, but it's this idea of righteousness, specifically the breastplate yeah, of righteousness. let's do it. And I think we have to kind of start with this idea, what is righteousness? I think there's a worldly definition, there's a biblical definition, there's a lot of ways to define it, and what one of the things we want to do in this podcast is try to make big words simple. Mm-hmm. Um, righteousness is definitely a term that's thrown around a lot. You hear it at church, you might read it in books, and it's sometimes it's not defined. 
Uh, and sometimes, you know, we kind of in the back of our head go like, yeah, like I know what that is, but I couldn't really explain it. Yeah. And so I think we want to just kind of break this down. Um, but if you take it from like a dictionary definition, just going like straight, going straight from Webster. I don't know if this is Webster, but um, this is from the general Internet dictionary. Um, <laughs> righteousness is defined as behavior that is morally justifiable or right. And that sounds really good. But the problem with that is there's no standard for that at all. Like, mm. what is the standard for moral behavior? What is the standard for something that's right? Um, we kind of talked about truth a couple weeks ago, right? Like, what is truth? Is truth objective and all these different things? And if we don't have a standard for righteousness, if we don't have a standard for what's morally right, then it really doesn't matter. Because I could say, you know, this is good. This is true for me. Uh, I believe this to be right. And someone else might say the opposite thing. Right. So if there's no standard then we have a problem. So that's where I think we need to go from what maybe a dictionary or a worldly definition to what the Bible uh, says about righteousness. And one of the cool definitions of righteousness is found in Psalm 33. But basically what it says is the Bible essentially describes the righteous person as someone who is just or right, holding to God and trusting in him. So Mm -hmm. the anchor for that morally justified righteousness, the, the anchor for what is right, what is true, what is good, is God mm-hmm. and trusting in what God says. Um, and so the reality is God requires perfect righteousness. That's just the state of things. That's we've, We fall into sin. We're born into sin nature. We can't come to God in our sin. God requires perfection and righteousness. That's the reality. So with that, there's, there's good news, but there's also bad news. <laughs> the bad news is that man on their own cannot attain righteousness, right? So we have to ask our que- this question, like if we're called to put on the breastplate of righteousness, how can we do that? Like, because we can't do it on ourselves. And if we, cause if we can't come to God with our righteousness, if we have imperfect mm. righteousness, then what's the point? Mm-hmm. That's the bad news. We're sitting in imperfect, in, uh, invaluable, And that's the end of the podcast. Good luck, have a great week. Yeah, see, uh, <laughs> see you next week. No. Um, no, the good news is that we can have the righteousness of Christ. Man, yeah. So when, we, when we're asked to put on righteousness, it's not our righteousness, it's the righteousness of Christ. And we see this you know, in 2 Corinthians 5.21. And uh, Ileana's going to read that later and talk a little bit more about the importance of that. But I just want to make sure we're clear. Like the world can define righteousness, but we have to have a standard. That standard is God, and God requires perfect righteousness. Right. We can't provide that. We can't conjure that up. We can't produce that in and of ourselves. But we can have the righteousness of Christ, which is yeah. perfect and um, fully, fully covering of our sin. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more. But I just yeah. kind of wanted to, to introduce it a little. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so like Matt was saying, you know, like our righteousness, can we put it on? The answer is no, not by ourselves. We can't put it on. And our righteousness ultimately is worthless. Yeah, I mean, in Isaiah 64, 6, it calls our righteousness, our goodness, the good things we bring, filthy rags. Like, it just makes this comparison. Like, if you're looking to have something clean, it's literally dirty. Like, the exact opposite. And we see that in Isaiah. So, um, yeah. So why do we need, why do we need righteousness? Well, Matt said, like Matt said, God requires it of us Mm -hmm. to have a relationship with him. God requires perfect righteousness. So that brings it to the ultimate question. How do we get that? The answer is through Christ. And why do we need Christ's righteousness? Um, Well, I just want to talk about like a few things about why we need Christ's righteousness, what Christ's righteousness does for us. Um, Ultimately, what Christ's righteousness does for us 
is it declares us in right standing. It makes us blameless and justified. Um, And it's kind of this combination of not only are we forgiven of our sins, but we also have right standing with God, which is, we know what you just said, Matt, what he requires. And so Mm -hmm. it's not that God didn't like bring judgment or bring justice to our sin. It's not like, I know we've been hearing a lot of questions recently, or at least I have of like, well, what happened to our sin? Like, does God just forget it? Just God just whatever. And it's not that he didn't judge us for it. It's that he did on account of Jesus Christ. And that's what we just celebrated, right? With Good Friday and with Easter. Mm -hmm. If you went to a Good Friday service, it probably was a little bit more like gloomy and Mm -hmm. like sad and harsh than a regular church service. And the reason for that is because it's a Good Friday service. And what we experience and learn about and dwell in on Good Friday is the idea that Christ had to take on all of our sin so that we could have all of his righteousness. Yeah, I think I think the church it's it's kind of become like a a Sunday school theme um, that has gone from like a young teaching it to a young audience all the way up into the the highest parts of the church where we we pretend that God forgets mm-hmm. and and God almost like turned a blind eye yeah. to our sin. Yeah, that's good. Um, the, there's actually a problem with that. That's that's, that's actually dangerous theology because the problem with that is. If that's the case, then Christ died for nothing. Right. Um, what God did is he literally took his son out of fellowship with himself, put him on a cross, and put every mm. single sin from the past, the present, and the future on mm-hmm. him. And he literally could not look at him because he was everything we were. Yeah. He took all that sin, he took all the shame, and he put it on his son. Yeah. And I think when we talk about oh, you know, God forget, forgot our sin and he, 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 he casts it away and, and we don't see it anymore. And he, he, does, he almost like he, he wipes it from his memory. I think that actually does a disservice to what Christ did on That's the cross. Point. Like God literally had to look on his son and then look away because yeah. all the sin of the world was on him. He most certainly saw our sin. It's not forgotten out of his mind. And the beautiful part about that is if it was forgotten, that wouldn't make us having Christ's righteousness, beautiful. Yeah. The beautiful part is that it's not forgotten, but instead of God looking at our sin, he looks at his son, Jesus, and says, that was satisfactory for their sins. Yeah. He looks at Matthew, he looks at Ileana, and instead of seeing all our sin, he just sees Christ. Yeah. And I think that makes it much more of a beautiful thing. Yeah, that's good. Thanks for explaining that a little bit more for us. So why do we need Christ's righteousness? <laughs> because God requires righteousness of us and we can't do it on our own. It declares us in right standing mm-hmm. um, and all of these things. And so I want to explain this a little bit more. I want to explain a word that you might have heard if you've grown up in the church, um, if you've had any sort of like church Sunday school classes, anything like this, you might have heard the phrase, the imputation of Christ or the imputed righteousness of Christ, imputed righteousness in this word imputation. And um, if you haven't heard of that, that's okay. Like, you're, I don't want you to feel like you're missing out on like this really important thing in the church that people talk about. But um, I had a professor, we both had a professor at Moody, Dr. Johnson, Dr. J, and he really just helped me ex- experience what this means in a really new way. And so we actually have his notes from our class um, <laughs> that I want to, I just want to read something from it for you guys. And then I'll explain it to you a little bit more, but it's about this phrase imputed righteousness um, and the imputation of Christ. And so it says this, The imputation of Christ's righteousness means that the righteousness by which we're justified is not inherently ours. It's Christ's. 
This does not mean, however, that we don't share in that righteousness in our union with him. We most certainly do. But it's his righteousness that we're sharing in. It's not our own. And so, I mean, just to explain a little bit more, Matt, what you were talking about is that this is not inherently ours. Like we can do nothing. Our righteousness, our good works, our filthy rags to the Lord. Um, but it's his righteousness. And so the image that our professor explained for us is this. And I just want you to like not close your eyes if you're driving or something. But if you can like close your eyes or try to image this in your head. Imagine on like a picture, you're standing on one side and Jesus Christ is standing on the other. And oftentimes when we hear that we have Jesus righteousness, what we picture is that Jesus Christ is holding this like squirt gun or ray gun and it's shooting out righteousness onto us like across the way. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's drawn out by like bridged by a cro the cross or something like that. It's not that that's necessarily wrong, but it's wrong in the fact that we still are like get like this righteousness might be found in ourselves. What is actually happening and what's taking place is that Jesus Christ right inside of Jesus Christ's body, righteousness. And now in your relationship with Christ, in your union with him, in mm -hmm. your saving faith with him, you actually have that righteousness. It's not that Jesus Christ is like squirting it onto you and you're separated yeah. from Jesus still. It's that you're literally joined with Jesus in your salvation and yeah. your faith and now you can ha share in that righteousness with him. Mm -hmm. Do you want to add anything to that? Well, it, it kind of brings a lot more uh, credence to like the idea of being one with Christ and like mm -hmm. the unity we have in Christ. Because it's not like Christ came over to us and said, hey, here's a little bit of my righteousness. Here's my righteousness. This is enough. This is the ticket. And I'm going to go back over here. Like, right. We were literally brought into a relationship with him where he has the righteousness and we now have access. It's, it's not something he gave us. Right. You know, he has a little bit. We have a little bit. Um, it just doesn't work that way. We have nothing to bring. We have only filthy rags. And yeah. Christ said, hey, come over here. Yeah. I have righteousness mm -hmm. and I have it fully. And so to go back and to explain a little bit about 2 Corinthians 5, 21, yeah. Matt said we would read that. I want to read it for you guys and then just explain a little bit. So 2 Corinthians 5, 21 says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And so just a few things to point out from this passage. One, Jesus Christ had no sin. Jesus Christ lived a perfect, righteous life. That's what we've been talking about. That was required for us for salvation. But in him, so that's what we just talked about, our union with Christ, being one with Christ, in him, we can become the righteousness of God. And so how what does become the righteousness mean? Well, I think there's a couple of things, but most importantly, that's something that's already declared of us. Like once you have mm -hmm. a saving relationship with the Lord, God declares you righteousness because of Christ's righteousness. He's declared Jesus righteous. Jesus rose from the dead, is mm -hmm. standing at the right hand of God, is sitting at the right hand of God, and is declared righteous. And so we have that righteousness because of our union with him. And so it's not something that's like, one day I'll be righteous enough. Like I've been talking yeah. to people lately who are like, I'm just struggling to know if I'm like for sure saved because I don't have enough knowledge of the Bible or mm. I'm really struggling with this concept of theology or I don't know what I believe about this. And it's like, if you have a saving relationship with the Lord, if you are in relationship and in union with Jesus Christ, then you've already been made declared righteous. Yeah. It's not that you're continuing. You're What am I trying to say? Words are hard. It's not <laughs> that you're like perfect right now. Like you're always going to be 
becoming more like Christ, but righteousness is something that's already been given to you. Um, and that's really the, really the sweet thing about Christ's righteousness is that we have it and we can attain it. Yeah, and it kind of goes back to what I was reflecting on about saving grace and also this season where we are celebrating the resurrection. Like, mm-hmm. none of this is true if the resurrection didn't happen. Yeah. Um, maybe we could do another episode at some point talking about, like, mm-hmm. the, the evidences and proof of the resurrection and how we can celebrate in that. Um, but if Christ did not rise from the dead, none of this is true. Yeah. Um, we don't have a reality of living in righteousness. We don't have future hope. All our faith hinges on the resurrection. And the beautiful thing about all this is, you know, all this stuff sounds really great. We're talking about the fact that Christ went to the cross. God, the Father, put all the sins of the world on his shoulders. Mm -hmm. All these things happened. And then we were given Christ's righteousness because of that. And like, how costly is that? Like, why? Mm. That sounds like something that would be so expensive. Um, But it's a free gift given to us. And all that's required of us is faith. And to me, that's just crazy. Mm-hmm. And we're just kind of, literally, as you were just going through this, I'm thinking in my head, man, the bill is adding up. Like, how much <laughs> is this going to cost me at checkout? We've put so many things into the cart. My sin's been forgiven. I have Christ's righteousness. Like, I don't have enough money. My card, my check's going to bounce. Like, it's not going to work. But this was a free gift given to us. And because of what Christ did on the cross and because of his resurrection, we can share in this eternally. So that's where our future hope is. Yeah. And that's just crazy to me. That's good. Yeah. And, you know, we just, we kind of want to talk about, you know, why is this an armor piece and and why is it important? And I think hopefully you guys have been hearing this theme. We talked about it a lot in truth. We're going to talk about it right now (laughs) in righteousness. We'll talk about it again in the next armor pieces. But every single one of these armor pieces is not our own armor. We didn't go into our closet and grab our truth. Yeah. We grabbed Jesus. Yeah. Christ's truth. I just got teary when you said that. We didn't go into our closet and grab our best suit of armor that has righteousness, mm-hmm. right? This is Christ's righteousness. Um, and we're going to see the same thing when we look at the gospel of peace, when we look at the helmet of salvation. All these things are Christ's. Yeah. They're freely given to us, and they help us be equipped for battle. Christ literally said here, this is a war raging around us. It's mm-hmm. a spiritual battle. It's not flesh and blood. You're going to need armor. You're going to need all the help you Something can get. Something that you can't get by yourself. And I've already given yeah. it to you. Don't use yours because yours is not going to work. Your morality is not going to cut it. Your truth is going to fall short. Your salvation, whatever that may be, is not going to be sufficient. Here is the armor. And he gave it to us. And that's what we have to do. And I think too, like some of you might be thinking, okay, then like why in so long has the church talked about the armor of God and like this cartoon picture where there's a guy or like, a girl and they're a soldier and they're like dressed up in all these like mm-hmm. pieces of armor. If you look up anything on the armor of God, that's like the first image that's going to pop up or that might be what you were thinking coming into this series with us. And the reality is, is like, it's still really important for us to know the importance of each of these individual armor pieces and like obeying the commands of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like it's an obey, we're obeying the command of the Lord when we live in truth and when we live in righteousness and we live in all these things. And so it's not that it's just like a, like this is not a cop out to say, okay, you just need Jesus. Like sure. this is calling us to something higher yeah. than that. Like when we actually understand that all of these things yeah. are from Jesus, it calls us to live higher. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're doing this like podcast ultimately is because it's not like a, okay, we want to remind you guys to like wake up today and look at yourself in the mirror and be like, I just need to wear the righteousness of Christ and then it's going to be good. Like we're here to say like, 
when you look in the mirror, you need to recognize that you're joined with Christ and he's calling you to live in truth and he's calling yeah. to you to live in righteousness. And that should make you oh, yeah. honestly like more scared of just like being like, oh, I can do this by myself, but also have way more hope because you know it's not in yeah. yourself and it's in Christ to do this for you. Yeah, the Christian walk is an incredibly high calling, mm-hmm. but Christ has given us all we need. Yeah. And and that's the, the beauty of the armor mm-hmm. of God is that not only is there a lot to do, but we've been given a lot to do it with. And like a community to do it with, which is why like yes. being in church and being in community is so important. Like oh, yeah. not just listening to this podcast or listening to sermons online Mm. but like actually being in a small group being in a community like i don't know i can't we can't stress that enough yeah we'll do we'll definitely do a whole either Mm -hmm. episode or we say that a lot if someone should if you guys are like listening just take a tally of all the things and make a list of all the things we say we're gonna do a podcast about (laughs) about, and then like send it to us if one of you guys is organized enough to do that you could just be our admin and send it to our instagram yeah we'd appreciate it we can give we can't pay uh, i don't know we have too many mugs. We can give you a, a mug that does, does not have armory branding on it. Just Ileana wants to get it out of our closet. <laughs> Sorry, I, you're ready to throw me under ex- the bus. I expose you. It's about me. I, I like to collect mugs. Matt likes to collect mugs, and I'm like an aesthetic mug person. Like we just need all. My favorite mugs. mugs are mugs that don't match the aesthetic of our home. I yeah, think, I think it's just purposely me. to annoy. You know, I really home. love you when I like buy you a mug yes. or something. That's only happened once in our marriage, but we've been married less than a year. So that's true. One a year, maybe. A mug oh my a year. gosh, that's going to be so many. <laughs> maybe we'll, we'll work it out. We keep working off off, off podcast. Okay. We'll talk about it later. Oh my goodness. Um, so, real quick, I just kind of want to go back and and talk about just come some of these main points and make sure we kind of condense this a little bit. Um, we talked about righteousness and then there's obviously a worldly definition, mm-hmm. you know, behavior that's morally justifiable, but we have to understand that's not enough. There's no standard there. We know that the standard is given to us in scripture. God's revealed it to us and God's called us to it. Mm-hmm. The issue is we can't do that on our own. We have to put on the righteousness of Christ. And we see that in second Corinthians five twenty one, because everything we do apart from Christ in terms of presentable to God is mm-hmm. worthless. Mm-hmm. God doesn't care in terms of the grand scheme of our salvation, when we get to heaven and he asks, why should I let you in? He said, well, I tithed perfectly. Well, mm-hmm. I gave to the poor. Well, I served in the community. Well, I did this, well, I did that. That's not enough. Mm-hmm. And it will never be enough. We have to put on the righteousness of Christ, which is so freely given to us. Um, it's nothing that we can do on our own. And honestly, it just come, this, this whole podcast comes at a great time because all of this is realized in the resurrection. Mm. The present reality we live in and our future hope is all in the resurrection. Um, we've been united to Christ and um, that's just our, that's our reality now as believers. Yeah. And that's just something that I think I'm probably going to write down on what I'm grateful for tomorrow is that <laughs> I have been given Christ's righteousness. Yeah. God didn't forget my sin, but instead... He has Christ there. He said, look at Matthew. Look at all his sin. All the things he did in the past, all the things he's d- doing right now, and all the things he's going to do in the future, I'm just going to look at my son Jesus because my mm. son and his sacrifice on the cross and resurrection has covered a multitude of his sins. It's covered a multitude of your sins yeah. and everyone else's. And that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I think something else to mention um, too is like, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but when we have all this righteousness, like the devil doesn't have any case against us. Mm -hmm. And so there's no, there's nothing like that the devil can do in this spiritual battle 
to like weigh our spirits down or like to weigh ourselves down because we still have that righteousness. And so maybe let's just throw out a couple like things that we think maybe the devil can use to have a case against us. Like I think one of them that Matt and I talk a lot about is like shame. Mm -hmm. Um, We see that all the time in our culture, right? Of like the devil will use shame all over the place to try and like make you forget that you have Christ righteousness Mm -hmm. and write it down. We could do a podcast about shame for sure. But like, sure just realizing that like when you actually have the righteousness of Christ, the shame that comes from Satan is not something that ultimately should draw you away from the Lord. Maybe the guilt of your sin can draw you closer to the Lord and his forgiveness for for your sins. But ultimately you don't need to be stuck in a shame because there's so much freedom. Like I know that's so hard for so many people, but there's so much freedom that comes at the foot of the cross when you have righteousness in Christ. Yeah. And one of the other thing I just thought about is, when we don't see the beauty of Christ's righteousness, I think it makes it makes it a lot easier for the devil to show us how mm. fun and how desirable sin is. Yeah, I think that's something that we, there's another podcast episode. I think there's something that we don't talk about in the church a lot is that sin is fun. Yeah, like, period. It looks fun. It, it looks it fun, fun. It is fun, um, but it is destructive for the soul, mm-hmm. and that's. That's something I think when, when we're not living in the righteousness of Christ, when we're not living righteously because we know we have Christ's righteousness, mm. the devil says, hey, well, you don't, if you're not going to believe that, come believe this. And that's Sin why, is fun. And that's why community is important because so you, important. Hear, you hear people's testimonies of saying yeah. like, I chased after this for mm-hmm. so long because I thought it was fun. I chased after like drugs or alcohol or sleeping with people or like mm-hmm. going to parties or yeah. lying to my parents, like little things that like people have chased after mm-hmm. time and time again. And if they're a believer, all of them at some point had to realize that wasn't fun. That brought destruction. That yeah. made me hit rock bottom. That ruined my marriage. Yeah. I no longer can see my kids all of these things that have been destroyed because they had to realize that they could only have righteousness yeah. through Christ and not themselves. And it's not just community. It's also uh, discipleship relationships and, mm. and mentorship. You find someone 20, 30 years older than you and find someone who tells you, I sought after all those things and I wish I did it more and I will Venmo you some money. Like that is not a thing. Yeah. People people do not look back on their life. This just does not happen. Find someone who's a believer. Sorry. I, I, yeah. I'll even say non-believer. Yeah, I don't think true. you're going to find a non-believer on their deathbed who's not going to accept Jesus Christ, unfortunately. And they're going to look back and they're going to say, I'm so man, glad I did that. I wish I slept with more women or man, I wish I stole more money from my company. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a, people, people live through their life regret and they regret those things. Maybe it takes them a lot longer to realize it. Mm, but the, the horrible thing is they've gone their whole life and they didn't realize that Christ already took care of that at the cross and they could have freedom from that sin oh, and shame. Dang, yeah. We could talk so, about this all day. We definitely could. But real quick, what is this week's challenge going to be? I know we yeah, talked a lot about righteousness, so but let's let's talk about a challenge we have this Yeah, week. guys, I'm so excited about this. I think one, just because it's like super, it was super important for my walk with the Lord to like do this. Um, and at certain points in my life, I've just like, needed to really do this. So the challenge this week is to create a space in your home or like where you live. Maybe it's your dorm room. Maybe you're living in someone else's house, but create a space where you are, where you can study God's word free from distraction. Mm -hmm. And just to like give you some ideas, like this is going to look different for every person. Like for me, I just have a corner of the couch that I really (laughs) like to sit in. Matt likes to sit at the table. Um, Like, but a few things like to make sure maybe are available to you in the space. One, make sure you own a Bible. Like 
Matt and I, I would say both would encourage people to like own a physical Bible. Yeah. There's something about like opening up a Bible and like reading it that I think is like super refreshing. Mm -hmm. If you use electronic Bible, that's fine. Just make sure you have some sort of device or something where you can like get in God's word. Um, Something for me specifically that I need is like, multiple highlighters and colored <laughs> pens like one because that's exciting and it makes it like stickers stickers play-doh <laughs> but i think i do have play-doh not in my bible section but i think like there's just something about like making a space exciting to you that will encourage you to do it more like if you're excited about it it'll make you do it more like you hear people say like when they get a new water bottle they drink water a lot it's like this idea for me of like <laughs> when i get a new highlighter like i'm gonna use that thing until it's gone yeah. so like make it exciting for you um, maybe you want like a coffee mug, maybe on a coffee mug, maybe special, special Bible study coffee mug, coffee mug, but it's like <laughs> basically this idea of like creating a space that's set aside where like when you wake up in the morning or when you are like about to go to bed, you don't have to think about like, Oh, where's my Bible at? Oh, do I have a pen? Like, do I have a journal? Like maybe you want a prayer journal. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to make sure I have all those things like ready to go. Just like have it set up, put yep. it in the same spot, like put your Bible in the same spot every night. Mm-hmm. And like, just have it set up so that it's just easier for you. Like, it's okay to admit to ourselves that it's hard yeah. to get in the word. And so whatever you can do to make it easier for yourself to do it, do it. Yeah. And I'm actually realizing right now, and I haven't told you this, so this is where you're finding this out. Oh. This is happening live. Okay. Um, that the place where I study my Bible in the morning is, is distracting to me. Like, mm. I realize if I sit on the, at the table, and let's say Ileana and I are not doing our Bible study at the same time. Let's say she's getting ready for the day and I'm doing my Bible study. If I think, I think if I'm out there, it's a lot easier for me to be distracted by getting ready in the morning, or maybe I want to eat breakfast, or maybe Ileana has a question and she's just I do in the talk other to you a lot. So we're just bad. we're just yeah. in our apartment. We have a small spot, so she might be asking me stuff about the day, and I'm trying to do my Bible study, and she's not even aware that maybe I'm yeah. doing my Bible study. She might just be getting ready yeah. in the bathroom. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to answer a question. And I think it just distracts me a lot from studying, yeah. just me being out there. So I think what I'm going to start doing, because I still, I like kind of being at a table. We have like a little office room here in our apartment in Dallas. And I'm just going to come in here and I'm just going to close the door. And I'm just like, That's unless there's idea. a fire, I'm, I'm just not going to go out back outside That's the door. Idea. Just study the word. Because I think if I'm in like a place where I can be quiet, I can pray it's going to happen for me. I think that's important too, because I know a lot of our listeners are either like new moms or like parents. Sure. And so like, I think that's important too. Like I know a lot of you guys, you can't have a set aside time where you read your Bible. So you do it like when your kids are napping, like, and so it's just like this idea of like making sure you don't have distractions and like certain stages in your life are going to be different for that. Like we have a really small apartment right now. I mean, we're blessed. It's not like too small. It's just like, that's the reality of our life. And like, Sure. I will ask, like, I do talk to you in the morning if, like, I don't, I can't see that you're reading the Bible. So yeah. it's like, set, set yourself up for success in that yeah. way. Like, tell your spouse, t- if your kids are, like, old enough, and, like, I know, like, I think, like, my sister, like, when she's reading her Bible, she'll have all the kids, like, be reading something or coloring yeah. a Bible picture, or, like, working on something. Like, explain to your kids, like, hey, this is important yeah. to me, and so we're all going to do it together as a yeah, family. Yeah, and what an amazing model. If you were to go to your kids or go to your spouse and say, hey, I'm about to jump into the Word right now, I'll talk to you when I'm done. Like, that is not, if you say that in a loving way, that's going to bless them to, yeah. to your spouse to know that 
my husband or my wife is going to start the day in God's yeah. word, like that's going to make them a better husband, yeah. a better wife. Or like that was something that was so encouraging to me growing up is like, I think you could probably say the same. Like sure. I know in the morning when I wake up, like if my dad's in that little room or if my mom's in that little room, mm-hmm. like they're reading their Bible before yeah. they do anything else that day. And I'm not going to go in there and bother them because I know that's what they're doing. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I don't want to talk to my wife in the morning. I'm going to read the Bible. Like, no, I value the word of God and it's an influence in my life and that it's And it's going to be helping our marriage. Yeah. So if anything, like this is going to be a sanctifying time yeah so i think that's really important so that's the challenge for this week create that space if you guys are like hey i need help i need resources like again send us a message there's so many ministries that like create bible studies or Mm -hmm. like create things to like help you with this yeah um so just reach out or ask someone for sure for help before we go, I want to leave you guys just with a, a helpful word uh, from Romans 5, 1 to 5. And it says this, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, mm-hmm. we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we also have obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Mm-hmm. So I just encourage you guys this week, just as you guys go about your day, reflect on the righteousness of Christ, realizing that as we put that on as an armor piece, it's not ours, but it's Christ. Mm-hmm. And that makes all the difference. Yeah. And we're really excited to be recording this on Easter Sunday. We hope you guys will not just take... Sunday to remember the resurrection. Uh, let it go into your week. Uh, live in the power of the resurrection, and we mm-hmm. hope you be blessed by it. Yeah. So, thanks, guys. Have a good week.